0: we grow using procurement program and control. I'm a business man. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Ooh, yeah. I'm a business man. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Ooh, yeah. I'm a business man. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Business Zone with Chris oh. and Coach Gilbert Buchanan, your small business paramedic. And today, folks, we're going to have an amazing show. We're going to talk about cooperation.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I cannot tell you how many people told me last year. They told me to get a corporate, incorporate, but I don't know why.
0: (laughs) So today, my co-host and I, we are going to enlighten you entrepreneurs on the the prospect or the benefits or the disadvantages of having a corporation. Whichever way it works for you guys, you'll figure it out as we go along, but it's going to be a great show. You guys are going to have your questions. Make sure you contact us through LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, YouTube, or any other platform that you're connected to that can reach out to us. So we want to hear from you guys. So co-hosts, how are you doing today?
1: i am good i uh it's been this week went so fast
0: oh yeah i mean it, i know it was a
1: holiday and then you looked up and it was friday it's yes like, oh my gosh okay so we're in the what is the second week or no, the third week of the of january Yes. and it's just about done january it's crazy November. uh-huh so it
0: is crazy, man. I, I, I couldn't even believe yesterday was Thursday. I'm going, wait a second. Yesterday was like Tuesday or something. <laughs> but it was Thursday.
1: It was Thursday. And the way I know that what it is is because there's usually a show that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and so those are my those are my uh that's what tells me what what i'm doing during the week and whether i'm at a monday or i'm at a friday
0: (laughs) 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 you know it's amazing how our life is right now where we we have to kind of flag certain point in terms of uh, milestones right so if if it's not a certain show that's coming on we don't know what day of the week it is (laughs) just
1: just down there in there but i do know i have had a lot of clients you know it's is um it's uh the first quarter of the year so that means tax season is like uh right here and everybody of course panics at this time you know trying to get ready but i am gonna i am going to commend them on getting ready early i am right. you know at least they at least it's not march and they're <laughs> they're coming to me it is actually january and, exactly. I, and i and i taught so many people last year gilbert that most of them have done this themselves that i can yes. need to
0: review yes 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 that is so true man it's unbelievable unbelievable and see that's why they need us as business coaches because you know we provide them that extra push that extra support extra motivation and that extra tweak to whatever their program or platform is so it helps them to get that that um uh confidence yeah confidence in what they're doing and feeling you know that hey you know i'm where i'm supposed to be so that's yes. why business coaches guys are very important. And we're not just talking about anyone who calls themselves a coach. We're talking about folks who have years of knowledge, experience, and, you know, you've had your tri- trials and tribulations over the years trying to work with small businesses. And, you know, it, it's just a joy when we get to what we do to impart our knowledge in small yeah. businesses. So, yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it it, it actually is. And, um. Uh, you know, it's just, um, you know, uh, your coach is that person that even if we're not, even if we're not, um, uh, we, we're we your accountability p- partner, and it's so important to have a, an accountability partner, yes. someone that's going to help walk you through and, and stay on top of you to uh-huh. make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and- and those of you who are
0: tuning in, just remember, you can go to the business zone, and uh, it's uh, crystallinegilbert.com. You can go there live in order to check us out live, and you can put your questions, comments, you know, whatever, in the chat, or you could just go to YouTube, and you'll see our, you'll see our, um, our banner or background there, and you can just click the live button. And it will take you live to our show where you guys can participate ask questions do whatever you need to do like click the like button click the subscribe button whatever you need to do and just so you guys know coming up uh in the latter part of this month we're gonna have um options for you guys so you guys could pay a certain subscription a small subscription uh, uh on a monthly basis and you get great materials to run your business so we, we know we, we believe in helping businesses. We believe in making sure that it's affordable to you. Uh, we know small businesses usually don't have a budget, <laughs> which they should. When right. they don't have a budget, they don't have
1: money. So we try to make it very, very affordable to you guys. So uh, Exactly. And I think um, so you guys want to stay tuned and you really, truly want to go over and subscribe. You can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel channel you can go to our website uh, which is the business zone with crystal and gilbert um you can go there.com and you can actually watch it live from there but you can subscribe to our channel there and you can go to facebook and subscribe to our channel because you really want to do this because gilbert and i um in the next quarter hey come you uh um the next we're going to have a little membership where we do a little coaching with you one-on-one Yeah, and uh, uh, so you want to do that, you know, if as as uh, uh, because that's what takes you to that next level. Yes, a coach can take you to the help you get to that next level, keep you on track, help you see things that you don't normally see. Yeah, you know, right, Gilbert. Yes, Um, I was coaching a young lady yesterday, and uh, I was asking, (laughs) yeah uh she was you know and, and I love this I I am asking him and they're all excited about their business and and they're telling me all of the bells and whistles and then I go so how you making money and they went huh uh,
0: how are you they, making money they never they never thought about that part <laughs> Never thought about that part. <laughs>
1: yeah, what's the business model? How huh? I mean, I I love all that other stuff, but uh how are you making money? <laughs> yeah.
0: Just remember guys, just remember this. A, a lot of entrepreneurs get into the business, uh, they want to be their own boss, run their own business, but they forget principal reason why they enter into business the principal reason i'm going to say it twice for you guys just so you don't forget the principal reason you get into business is because you saw a pain in the marketplace that you believe you can solve better than your competitors okay you saw a pain in the marketplace that you can solve much better than your competitors and that's why you enter that marketplace to, to solve that pain, to help those, those customers to feel better and elevate themselves, bring some value to them. That's why you start a business. And in the process... Of you solving that pain you gotta make some money <laughs> you gotta make some money and don't think you you're coming into this business to break even that's not what this is all about if that's no. if that's your purpose then you don't need to start a business you gotta come into this business to make money and elevate yourself and your family so that you can feel like hey i don't need to do a nine-to-five job me being an entrepreneur is going to bring wealth for my family it's going to bring long time wealth for your family yeah, so exactly. that's how you want to do it
1: exactly and, and and if if it's not about that then you should have stayed yeah you, know, you you really need to contemplate going back and working for someone because it is not as is uh what are they i saw a meme on facebook the other day it says entrepreneurship is not for the weak. that's right <laughs> that's
0: right i like that
1: i like that it I ain't like for the that. week <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy (laughs) so uh it has some headaches to go with it some trials and tribulations and let me tell you the I was talking to several of my clients this week you know we're all getting ready they're all getting ready for taxes that first quarter oh my god this first quarter man because you really haven't made the kind of money you needed to make in december and yeah. then in january february march is tax season and taxes are coming and yeah. and january is like oh my god it's like the, all the money is pouring out <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello man. andrea from vegas we glad <laughs> to have you <laughs> hey
0: andrea how are andrea. you doing andrea is uh, one of my clients from vegas okay <laughs> hi andrea <laughs> she, she is an amazing entrepreneur, man she runs she runs an electrical company you oh. know T- tell you about a female entrepreneur that was really setting a trend setting a pace and others are trying to follow in her footsteps but they they can't make it that's mm-hmm. andrea for you she's amazing man
1: Amazing. oh well hello andrea nice to meet you glad you're <laughs> tuning in <laughs> and when and when gilbert uh actually uh pats you on the back, man i know you doing some good stuff boy oh he, yeah he's your <laughs> cheerleader
0: <laughs> oh yes Andrea has made me proud a lot of times, man. She has applied for, she's bid on contracts and she's won contracts for her company, and she's just doing amazing. As a matter of fact, last year she was the the small business of the year for the SBA. Oh <laughs> the SBA. really? Yes.
1: Well,
0: congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. So I you know, she she's very dear and close to my heart, man, as an entrepreneur. She's phenomenal. So well,
1: thanks. You think, you think thanks, we can Andrea. Her on the on the show Oh know. yes. Oh yes, yeah, Andrea
0: we would love to have you on the show andrea and as a matter of fact uh woman's business month that's in march right march, uh-huh so andrea if you're available in march we'd love to have you on the show so you can tell us and the world about your company how you've been doing amazing work there in vegas okay
1: <laughs> yeah because we always you know there are a number of women that have gotten their certifications and you know and and, it, and that's just like our topic today um far yeah. as uh what what uh um, what is what corporate entity is best for your company uh yes. because um so many of them don't you know we talk about it yeah but they don't know what they're supposed to do with it once they get it yeah they all sign up
0: <laughs> yeah and,
1: okay so now what what are I supposed to do I'm so Andrea we would love for you to come on and give us and so I think she said yes that yes. sounds great so we'll get that information to you
0: yes yes Um, yes can't wait to have you on andrea this is amazing
1: yeah each one help one that's what i say (laughs) oh
0: yeah oh yeah and as you you as most of you guys know here on the business zone what we do is we try to build a community of small businesses a community of small businesses because we want to make sure that once we we build your capacity build you up make sure your contract ready your business ready your loan ready and even nonprofit ready if you want to go in that direction then when we put you out there in front of contract providers you guys can perform at optimum level we don't have to worry about you performing in front of a contracting officer because we know you've got what it takes because we've coached you we've trained you we've provided you all the resources you need so that's what we're doing here at the business zone
1: and then oh. after that then after that gilbert all we need to do is just sit back and smile like proud parents yeah for our
0: parents man
1: and <laughs> everybody goes out there and just kills it so that it that makes it all worthwhile for us doing what we do when right. we see that you are doing so well, so yes, we, um, uh, and that's what we want. And as business coaches, that's that's how we conduct our business. So for
0: sure, and Andrea is is also telling us that she is a chairperson of the Nevada Forum of WeBank. WeBank is a women-owned business enterprise. Uh, It's a network, a consortium of of women-owned businesses that are certified to perform services within their industry. So Andrea, much respect to you for that. Appreciate that. And thank you for being the chairperson of the Nevada Forum of rebank Thank you. Thank
1: you. Awesome. Awesome. And uh feeding in on Facebook, we have Veronica Elizabeth Springer. Today is her birthday. Happy All birthday. Right. You. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday
0: Veronica. Veronica. <laughs> How you doing, Veronica? Ver- Veronica is one of our our longtime uh uh participants also one of our, our small businesses that we coach and, and guide as well so much respect to you, Veronica. Keep up the good work.
1: <laughs> yeah, so glad. Enjoy that day, girl. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your, your birthday. I hope you're celebrating for the entire month. Um, <laughs> uh, how was your week, Gilbert? Anything great oh, happen? Anything other than just nose at the grind?
0: Well, I've just been grinding away, man, helping small businesses. You know, you know I have my my client there in texas that uh, i've been doing a lot of work for a lot of labor compliance and certified payroll work for so i've been you know pretty busy trying to help them as well as many other uh, other small business owners who are seeking certifications uh, in the sba program or they're seeking their dbe certification with metro or any of the other uh, public work agencies out there so that's what i've been doing all week man and it's uh it's keeping me busy it's keeping me all busy right.
1: well, that, that's good how you about wanna... you how
0: about you calls what you've been doing
1: let's see mine was um oh i've just had back-to-back clients i i mean i got I had to go in and readjust my scheduler so i at least get 30 minutes in between the clients wow. so i can so <laughs> leave my seat and, and go get some water or refresh my tea or whatever i'm drinking i barely had time for lunch every my 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 calendar was a nightmare this week and it's a nightmare next week
0: <laughs> and you you are that superwoman that i talk about all the time man you are a superwoman co-host you well, phenomenal I, I
1: i think our last show and in in february and march i i want uh, hopefully we'll have a well we should have some guests but our last show of this month i'm going to we're going to do networking because this okay. is how i got to this place in, <laughs> right, in, you know effective networking man yeah and yeah. you too right yeah, effective yeah. networking it we need all this other part we need the yeah. structure. vision we Talked about last. I get to really fast network. Yeah, in order to take you through and be able to reach out to the people that you need to reach to, and I also, and-
0: I also would like to share co-host with uh, my listeners here uh, that um, I'm also the procurement chairman for the. Hispanic coalition of small business in the Inland Empire. And we're doing some great things. We're working with the mayor in the in the city of San Bernardino, and we're working with other government officials to get these businesses ready and put them in front of procurement officers so they can start going after procurement opportunities. So, you know, we're, we're using our leverage to help as many small businesses as we can. And just so you guys know, folks, Coach Crystal and I, we're not business as usual. We're not like many of the chambers or many of the uh, trade associations out there who just, you know, we get together, we do parties, you know, just to do these little meet and greet activities. No, that's not what we do. If we're not involved in a program that produces results to help you guys get contracts or become certified or something to that effect, we don't want to be a part of it. So. You know, those little social gatherings that you see with many of these chambers and trade, that's not us. That's not what we do. And once we see that, that's what's going on. Because I personally believe that a chamber is supposed to help their members gain access to opportunities, get either contracts or, or connect them with customers. If that's not happening, then to me, those chambers are not doing what they're supposed to do.
1: Right, and I think every organization here, especially in today, because our 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 minority businesses, we are usually lacking anyway in 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 the resources and the capital to really run our business. But if you have a solid information and education behind you, you can make up what you don't have in revenue in capital or external capital in actually running the business the way it's supposed to be ran right and that that's my ultimate goal is to make sure you have all the tools uh, that you need that you can go out there and 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 by the time you do need real capital your business is so solid Uh that they can't turn you down but in the beginning they can turn you down if you are not business ready or bank loan ready or yeah. contract ready they can't exactly. because they're gonna find the nick in the armor right
0: right and just just remember contract providers and lenders their primary focus their primary goal is to turn down small businesses to tell you guys no they're always about telling you no so your job is to put yourself in a position that they don't ever tell you no and even if they say no you want to prove them wrong and demonstrate to them that your company is worthy of getting those contracts and getting a line of credit to run that business. Okay, that's what we're about here at the business zone.
1: Right. All righty. So let's jump on into this, uh, Gilbert, and let's talk to our uh, let's talk about um, um, your corporate entity uh, because I think it's very important. And it's at the beginning of the year, so this is a good time to have this conversation. because you 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 have enough time before you have to um you know you have enough time to get it in place um and to make sure that you understand what you're doing and and how it actually benefits your business uh most of us when we start out we start out as sole proprietors and um and there's some limit, some uh, some uh, large limitations to being a sole proprietor, especially yeah. from a le- from the legality place. And mm-hmm. then generally, someone comes and says, "Hey, you guys need to not be a sole proprietor. You need to go get incorporated." So the next step from that was generally we head right on over to an LLC, and we don't know why we're doing it. We just know somebody told us to do it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and we are the business zone folks we want to caution you guys from listening to what we call street corner consultants those people who are out there telling yes you can get a corporation or no you need to get an llc and they have no credentials whatsoever but they're telling you what you should they're they're not even they're not even a business owner but they're telling you what you should have and what you shouldn't have so be careful, guys. Do not listen to those street corner consultants. You want to listen to official business coaches like Coach Crystal and myself and others, and um, you know just to make sure you're doing the right thing for your business.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so, um, so we want to talk to them first about the, the the pit the pitfalls of being, or the the pros and the cons of being uh, a sole proprietor, and then we can jump on into a little bit of the uh llc and then uh head on into the big the big boys (laughs) big boys well
0: yes we could talk about you know the pitfall of of, uh, the positive and the negative toward being a sole proprietor so as a sole proprietor sole proprietorship is the easiest formation business formation to do the easiest and 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 the least expensive so here in uh los angeles county to register your business as a sole proprietorship it, it only costs 26 dollars 26 dollars, and if you need an extra copy of the, the the dba or the fictitious business name then you pay like an extra five dollars and you know you can take it up to 31 dollars but when you register your business as a sole proprietorship, it's not administratively burdensome. There's not a lot of paperwork that you need to generate. All you need to do is, is go to the county site, the county, and most, most um, um, regions in which you operate, it's usually the county where you have to go to register your business as a sole proprietorship. Very rarely do you go to the city to do that. You know, there's a county website like in Los Angeles. There's a a website that you go to at the county, and you can just go to Google and type, you know, LA County website for sole proprietorship. Bam, and it will pop right up, and you can go there and register. I think it's LA Vote that that uh, org, I think. Okay. La, LA Vote so when you go to that site and you register your sole proprietorship, it's gonna ask you some basic questions: who is the owner, where you live, where you're located, that type of thing, the type of business or industry you're in. And those are just some basic information. But to do that, once you register and you pay the $26, then you, you have 30 days after you've registered to, to publish or pub- publish your, your, the, the business in a newspaper. So you got to publish it in the newspaper for 30 days straight, okay, or a month. And uh, that could cost you anywhere from $40 to $120, depending on the publication you're going to. But you want to make sure you pick a prominent newspaper to, register, to publish it in. And when you go to register at the county, they'll give you a list of prominent newspapers that you can publish it in. The reason you're publishing your not, your, your uh, sole proprietorship is to let the public know that, let's say your company is called Buchanan & Associates. So, you're, you're telling the public that, hey, my new entity is called Buchanan & Associates. It's a sole proprietorship. And I'm going to be conducting business under that name. That's my assumed name, right? That's mm-hmm. my fictitious business name and uh, from this point forward i'm going to be authorized to take money from the public to provide service or a product you have to register and publish it guys if you don't do that then you're doing something illegal you got to let the public know you're authorized to take money from them to provide a service or a product
1: okay so there you go. But now with your 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 sole proprietorship, what happens is you really are not protecting your assets. You're kind right. of just out there all on your own. So, um in and in, in Los Angeles or in the state of California, we live in a, a pretty pretty litigious uh, state. Yeah. And so if something, even something that, you know, is not deliberate but it happens. We we're human, so therefore we make mistakes, right? Yes. so what happens is we make a mistake we happen to run across that one particular client yeah. who is just that person that mm-hmm. he's just that guy or gal oh, and, yeah. oh, and, yeah. and now they're ready to sue you and now you've worked hard for your your assets your home your car you know whatever it is your your uh, stock portfolio whatever it is that is a monetarily uh, you have uh, uh, saved for your family, and now someone is looking to sue you. And so uh, you, you now are kind of opened yourself up to um, uh, litigation. And so, one of the reasons, especially, I always tell my clients, and Gilbert, you tell me if you do the same. So, I always tell my clients if you're in, in a business where you're feeding people, you're taking care of children you're taking care of seniors, and you got anything to do with animals, you need to be protected.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That is, that is so true. And even if you're not uh, dealing with that population, just the fact that you're in business, there is always someone out there just just chomping at the bit the to sue somebody to think they can get some money out of you. And that's why you got to protect yourself. Now the only the problem with the, the sole proprietorship is um, it's it doesn't protect you. That structure, that legal structure, does not protect you. So therefore, we recommend that you get insurance, get business insurance on your business. So mm-hmm. it could be general liability, and if you're in if you're doing if you're providing professional services, you want to make sure you get professional liability as well. So should something go down and someone decide to sue you and let me tell you what i mean by something go down so let's say you're a consultant you're providing professional services and the service that you're administering to your client they felt like what you gave them was inappropriate it it did not work for them and you gave them bad information they can try to sue you but because you have professional liability or errors and omission insurance Mm -hmm. that will protect you from them coming and taking your house, your car, your firstborn, your wife,
1: and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so that is a a, a good reason uh, for uh, protecting, uh, uh, acquiring your LLC and moving away from being a or a corporate entity and moving away from being a, a sole proprietor. Right. So, so now. Uh, what are the uh, benefits of being an LLC and what the, exactly does that mean and stand for?
0: Right. So with limited liability, LLC is a limited liability company. And what that is, it's a step above the sole proprietorship because it's the sole proprietorship, you know, as you know, it's single owned. It's one person who owns it. The same thing with an LLC, you can have a single person who owns an LLC as well. So when you have this LLC, it's giving you limited protection, limited protection under the law, and that's why when you go to open a bank account as an LLC, they some of the banks will try to get you, the business owner, to be a guarantor <laughs> to that LLC because they know that you have limited protection, so they they can reach out and say, "All right, I want you to be." Uh, um, a secondary protection on this. If you're going to get a line of credit or a loan from us, we want you to do that. But you do um, uh, enjoy certain protection with your LLC, and um, which could be um, from from legal ramifications and the way in which you operate. So that's one way in which you can look at that.
1: Okay. Awesome. 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 So, um, now when you do, um, and this is the thing. So I had a client the other day and she was asking, so I'm going to do an LLC on three different companies. And I'm like, wait, wait, what, what? (laughs) So I don't know if someone had given her that advice. Uh, that she needed LL, an LLC for a, every company that she had. Is that true or false, Gilbert? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, first of all, as a business owner just starting out, you shouldn't you shouldn't be running multiple businesses. You know <laughs> running one business is strenuous enough, much less running three businesses. That is crazy, guys. That is crazy. <laughs> And just so you know, when you register an LLC with the Secretary of State, that's the California Secretary of State, and any state you're in, you go to the Secretary of State of that state to register your LLC. The fee alone in in California to register is $70, right? But you have an annual fee that you do pay, which is $800. So the initial fee is $70, but the annual is $800 is 800 so now think about it you have in three llc's now you got 2100 you got to come up with as a small business who probably isn't making a lot of sales so now you can see how you're putting yourself at a disadvantage right so that's the first thing you want to think about first and foremost you know the cost of maintaining that llc structure and secondly you want to look at what type of protections you have under that llc and who is it covering you know what is it covering in the business you know those are things you want to look at so be 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 conscious guys be conscious and mindful of these types of things now as coach crystal said there's always street corner consultants out there <laughs> telling you what you should do and they have no clue about how, how LLCs work or anything to that effect don't listen to them guys do not listen to those street corner consultants some of those street corner consultants could be your own friends or family members they know nothing about running a business so right exactly so no
1: so, yeah so you don't need to have multiple llcs you could no. have uh dbas operating under with the primary LLC, yes. and that happens a lot, especially in the real estate face space. Um yes. you know, and there are property owners, property, and they own a number of, of buildings. So they may have sub, they may have DBAs operating on them, but you do not have to have multiple uh, LLCs no. for each uh dba that you want to operate so no
0: no you don't need to have that's a waste of money to register each llc paying 800 dollars every year for that just have the one llc and then have, have some um uh, uh, DBAs underneath that the DBA is only $26, guys. So,
1: right, save and yourself you some go.
0: money, <laughs> save
1: yourself some money. And then, this is another fallacy that the $800 is going strictly to the state of California, and ah, I don't want to ah, give the state ah, of California ah, my $800. Ah, that is actually your self employment tax, guys, yes yes <laughs> and yes. that is providing you. With the deductions that you would normally get if you were actually working for an employee, so you're yes. paying in, you're paying your FICA and your FUDA, with your your uh, uh your unemployment, your uh Social Security, and your Medicare medi right. and these are all for medicare they're all for when you turn 65 and you've been working as a solo player out there for a long time and you go to apply for social security and they say uh, excuse me you don't have any <laughs> you did not meet the t- the the 40 quarters which is <laughs> basically approach approximately about 10 years of 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 employ uh employment taxes <laughs> right, right, right. and so now you're like what wait I- and i can't work and i need health insurance so that $800 is not for the state of California. <laughs> that That is for you, it's your self-employment tax.
0: <laughs> I, I think you should repeat that to them, co-host. I think you, you should think repeat it. So? yes, so okay. that they can at least remember what you're saying. <laughs>
1: right, so that is not for the state of California. You're just not handing the state of California money. It is for you. It is you're paying into your of uh, uh your Social Security and you're paying into your Medicare. So when you turn 65, you will be able to uh, take care of yourself and you will be able to apply for your Medicare. You have to have 40 quarters into the system to be eligible uh, for that. When you when it's come retirement now retirement may take place at 65 or you can wait till you're 70 but this is paying preparing for that time frame so it's not just handing uh and i literally had that conversation uh so that's why i said it uh (laughs) it is not just handing money to the state of california just because
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is so amazing you know that that folks folks even think that way and and then you've got like i say you got those street corner consultants out there acting like they're experts on these topics misinforming <laughs> entrepreneurs so so yes yes you guys got to listen to coach crystal man she knows what right. she's talking about
1: and and gregory Sneed, mr gregory sneed is tuned in to us thank you mr gregory
0: uh, um, our, our, our field correspondent <laughs> yeah.
1: so the actual retirement is 67 years 67 now but however you can um apply for your um benefits at the age of 65 especially your um uh care, your medicare at 65 yes. you can do that in fact they're gonna reach out to you before you even think about reaching out to them they are on it six months before you turn 65 but actually retirement and most of us are not thinking retirement i mean we you know you're not you're in the fourth quarter but you're not dead (laughs) (laughs) so so maybe 70 75 i I mean look at look at our our government they are in their late 70s 80s still working so Yeah, yeah yeah as long as your health is there you don't have to retire at um several uh, linda sam <laughs> hello linda linda told me she got two years after that don't nobody ask her to do nothing that relates to work because she her answer is no <laughs> no no <laughs> she ain't retiring she's retiring at 65 but anyway so that's so that's um that is why you don't have multiple LLCs, and which uh, which is a limited liability corporation. You have limited liability uh, uh, partners. Uh, partnerships and and things like that but you don't have to have multiple you can have dbas under it now we can get to the big boys (laughs) Uh, well
0: before we do that i want to do a little clarification well not a clarification just a little additional information on the llc's just remember just remember this guys when you form an llc the llc is not a structure that is recognized by the irs because it's not formed under the IRS, not formed under the federal entity it's formed only under your state this is only recognized by the state whatever state you're in so an llc is a business structure that is allowed by state statute so your state will allow that and multiple other state will allow it so therefore they have different requirements for each llc so if you're listening to this show and you're in a different state just make sure you check with your state office and which will be the Secretary of State in your state, to find out what the rules and the, the guidelines are for an LLC. The regulations are different in each state. But this structure is not recognized by the IRS because when you file a, a, a limited liability company or LLC, you have to pick a structure. You have to pick which structure you want to operate under. Do I want to operate as a sole under a sole proprietorship umbrella? Do I want to operate under a C-Corp or an S-Corp? You see what I mean? So keep that in mind also. And that's why it is so dangerous when outside consultants, so-called consultants, tell you guys, you know, oh, an LLC will do this and an LLC will do that. And yeah, you can get protection onto this. Things have been much more restrictive on the LLCs, guys. So you want to check with the requirements. You want to check with the bank, check with the state, because when banks are... Registering your LLC, they're gonna ask it for a whole lot of
1: stuff. Okay, there you go. Uh, Greg says some might get a surprise when filing for their Medicare that there is a re- there is retirement money from previous employers sitting to be claimed. So yeah, if you actually have worked for someone uh in the past, uh there will be money from them for and again, that's a lot of times how you made up those um there those 40 quarters is yeah. from your previous and that goes all the way back to when you were um, um, when you were a kid. I mean yeah. ever, when you started working, whatever that age is, 14, 15, 16, uh-huh. you were you were putting money into uh toward your retirement at that time. Yes. Uh, Linda, I believe you still can withdraw. Uh, this depends on how much so uh, we'll have to get a, 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 a Medicare uh, specialist on to give you that information. So, All right. so,
0: so I think you should reiterate to them, co-hosts, that 40 quarters, that's what you need to pay into. When you're an entrepreneur and whether you pick the, the sole prop, the, the, the LLC, C-Corp, S-Corp format, you need to pay into the tax system for 40, 40 quarters. 40 quarters in order to get your benefit when you're older. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is equivalent. It which is equivalent to uh, literally ten years of of working. So if you work your ten years or fifteen years or twenty years uh, prior to becoming a, um, uh, a a business owner, a self employed business owner, then you probably have already paid into that. But you still want to continue that because you're just still starting your business. So this is this is what happens with your self employment tax. So yeah. Yeah. there you have it. <laughs> okay, so um just letting you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. See
0: just so you guys know you may just browsing and navigating through the internet right now and you bam, you came across this channel you go wait what are these people what are you talking about this is the business zone and you're listening to crystal coach crystal and coach gilbert and that's what we do we help small businesses every week from 3 to 4 30 every friday on the same channel the
1: same station the same web website guys right Check, check us out waiting for you to come to learn some stuff yes 40 quarters is the minimum we could actually have some maximum but i will tell you you know um even when you are an employee you don't have a clue as to what's happening behind the scenes you just know hey i got my paycheck stub they took some money out and uh I don't understand why I didn't get all my whole money. <laughs> say, oh, I didn't get my whole money <laughs> so because they they know that you may not be that saving type of person <laughs> and, and, come, and come to that retirement age, they may have a problem. So they're preempting that so you can take care of yourself. So we just want you to know. All right.
0: So- so make sure, guys, if you're an entrepreneur, you make sure you put in the time. You got to put in the time in order to get that benefit at your later day.
1: Yes, you got to put the time in. All righty. So I think we've covered that. Uh, and, and and Greg says the self-employment tax is a monster. We yes, will be it talking is. about when all of these are due. I might throw that in next week as well because uh, it is tax season. But it's just a necessary evil, Greg. It's a necessary evil. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're now ready to go into uh, the next two um, entities, which is your S-Corp and your C-Corp.
0: Oh, yes. Your S-Corp and your C-Corp. Oh,
1: one thing on the LLC, as as far as your taxes go, When you have registered and signed and your entity is an LLC, you are going to, when you go to pay your taxes, uh, you're going to um, be, uh, your tax person is going to uh, uh, prepare a schedule C and that's going to take the deductions from your gross profits and then you're going to have the net profit. The net profit is actually what you're going to be paying taxes on and whatever you've withdrawn from the, the business at that time. So you actually um, uh, uh, get taxed on that but in the midst of all of that throughout the year as an llc we highly recommend if your earnings are over if your your tax refund the previous year was over one thousand dollars uh then you really should have your cpa or your tax preparer uh help you set up um your quarterly taxes so that you can be paying into the uh, income tax system. Sorry. Schedules uh, plus your taxes plus the Schedule SE. Sorry, Greg. Thanks. Um, So you want to make sure you're paying into the system uh, throughout the year so that you don't get hit with a large payment at the end of it at the uh in the next year i have a quite a few clients they did extremely well and they have some surprises uh that's going to take place in 2023 (laughs) rah rah for them doing well but oh wow (laughs) i hope you have enough deductions
0: excellent excellent so you said the next structures are okay uh,
1: so our next structures are um obviously are your um the iris yeah. is a robber <laughs> yeah the iris <laughs> is a robber <laughs> uh, the next structure is of course your um your the s corp and the c corp right the uh-huh so okay. as i pull this up gilbert you can get the Starting with that.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and start out with the C Corp. There's there's a big difference between the the S and the C. So we'll 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 start out with the C and then you know build it up as we go along. Now the C Corp is like it's like the 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 corporation structure because that's the corporate structure that most organizations use. You know, most organizations, the bigger organizations, they tend to use a C Corp. And and what this does, this uh, structure, it, it it acts as uh, most people say that it's it you're taxed twice on on your 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 income because mm-hmm. you 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 pay taxes on the income that the that comes into the business and mm-hmm. as a shareholder, the shareholder you pay taxes as well on the income you receive from the business. Now with a C corporation, you pay taxes um let me see you pay taxes based on the on the fact that you're an owner as well as a shareholder now there are no restrictions as to the number of shareholders that you can have in a c corporation you can have unlimited um shareholders in in the corporation and that is part of the reason why most of the larger businesses or able to sell shares to the public. You know, when they go when, when they have an IPO and they go public, they can sell shares to like Google and Yahoo and all of those. And, and, and they're selling shares to the to the to the general public. So with a C Corp you can do that. The other structure, you can't really do that. Um, you, have a, you usually have a board of directors, which are C corporation. And uh, there are so many other things I want to talk about, but I want to talk about the shares and the stocks first. So the owners, they may get an opportunity to purchase stocks that they call preferred stock. There are two types of stocks that are offered under the C corporation umbrella. You got common stocks and you got preferred stocks. Common stocks are the the lowest form of of taxes. Those are the, 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 the least expensive format so you may end up having to pay uh $10 a share or $5 a share now the 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 way in which that amount is agreed to it goes through your bylaws when you first form your corporation you have your bylaws you have your board resolution and at that initial meeting is when the board come together and they vote and determine how much they're going to charge per share for these stocks So as a corporation, you need to know that a lot of small businesses, they have corporations that decide to sell shares, right? And it it wasn't discussed in their initial meeting how much they're going to sell the shares for. They just arbitrarily say, hey, I'm selling shares for $100. Now, I just want you to know this. If you're selling common stock for $100, you have to sell that for the same price to everybody. You can't sell... (laughs) You can't sell shares for $100 to some people and then to other people you're selling it for $200 a share. Can't do that. That's a criminal act. You can go to prison. (laughs) Another thing that you need to know is when you're operating a C corporation, you're now being monitored and regulated by the SEC, the, the, the Security Exchange Commission. That's a federal entity. They're monitoring you and when if they can decide to audit your books if they want and if they see any irregularities you know they can give you a fine or you know you can spend some jail time if necessary so going back to the stocks we're talking two two uh, levels of stocks you got common stock preferred stock preferred stock costs a lot more and those are folks who have it's like VIP shares, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have your preferred stock, those guys pay a little bit more and they get a lot more benefit out of um, uh, being a shareholder in the company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What you cannot do is charge someone who is purchasing common stock the same price that you're selling your preferred stock for. Now, now, um, Facebook did that. Many years ago, they did that, and they got in trouble with the SEC. And they pay a large fine because the owner of Facebook was selling common stock at the price of preferred stock. So they got slapped on the end, and, and they learned not to do that again. So keep that in <laughs> mind. <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> now, now, as, um, as a as, as preferred stock, uh, I mean, as a a C-corp, um, there's no restrictions regarding citizenship or res- residency. You could be anybody, and you can prefer you can purchase stocks from as a C corp.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, now let's talk about the the, the S corp. Now, the S corp is a little different than the C corp. And when you're forming these corporations, you look at them in three different types of ways. You look at them as You look at them, how they're taxed. That's one one form. The second one is how it's owned, who owns it, how many people can have ownership in it. And the third one is the shares, how the shares work. So that's usually the three ways in which you look at a corporation when you're buying. Now, when you're selecting whether you want a corporation or a sole proprietorship or or, or an LLC, the reason you choose one over the other is because of your exposure to liability and how you're taxed. Those are the two ways in which you make those decisions. How you're taxed and what type of benefit you can get from being taxed that way or being protected that way. So um, so, 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 people who are, are starting cooperation or trying to um, elevate to cooperation status, those are the things, those are the deciding factors that help them to make that decision. How, how the shares work, how it's owned, and also how it's taxed. For the S Corp, it's kind of similar. Now, the S Corporation, they, they don't pay taxes. The corporation itself doesn't pay taxes. But what happened is uh, the owner is the one who who pays taxes, the owner who receives um, uh, income in the company they're the ones who pay taxes and that's why when you're forming an s corp your accountant will ask you how do you want to be taxed do you want to be taxed as a sole proprietor do you want to be taxed as an llc do you want to be taxed as a corporation you make that decision right there so that's how it works now your tax rate on the s corp is a little is going to be a little higher than the, the regular c corp because If you if you chose to be taxed as a sole prop or as an LLC, those those structures usually pay about thirty percent in taxes. It's a burden. (laughs) It's a burden, guys. You know when you have a. (laughs) I remember, (laughs) I remember many years ago, man. When I. I, I was paying my taxes at the end of the year, and I was writing a check to the IRS for twenty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> I hated it. I'm going, what? <laughs> what? Twenty-two thousand dollars, guys. I was pay, writing a check to the IRS as as taxes in a sole proprietorship. So you know, those are things you want to look at as well. So with the S corp being charged being being charged taxes as the under the owner and under the owner statute that that can be a problem for you also with an s corp you're limited to only 100 shareholders you cannot have more than 100 shareholders and those shareholders must be u.s citizens or residents (laughs) you you can't have people you know from jamaica (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> owning <laughs> shares in your s corporation because they're not they're not citizens they're not residents so and uh, so keep that in mind also and with the s corporation you can only sell common stocks you cannot sell preferred stocks just like the c corp does you can only sell one type of stock and that's common stock okay and those come with voting rights the same thing happens with the C Corp. It comes with voting rights, but then many of the preferred stockholders, they don't have to have voting rights. They don't have that.
1: Okay. Maintenance, which is um, of these entities, Gilbert, which um, as part of our consideration of what is the best entity for us, um, what, what is the maintenance on the C corps and the S corps?
0: so the maintenance you guys pay an annual maintenance fee to the state in which you operate so for the state of california that maintenance fee that you pay to the state of california is eight hundred dollars every year you pay eight hundred dollars uh come march march 15th every year you pay eight hundred dollars a lot a lot of small businesses they, they cringe they cringe and that time of year comes around now it's january now so you know in two months you guys, as, as a corporation, whether you're S corp, C corp, or LLC, right. so those those three three structures have to pay that eight hundred dollars to the state. Now, many other states may charge a lot less, but then just so you know, because they're charging you less for that maintenance fee, that annual maintenance fee, it doesn't mean that they're they're they're, they're they won't charge you more in another area. So, for here's an example of that some states like like nevada state of nevada in las vegas right Mm -hmm. they will charge you about four hundred dollars for your maintenance fee on your llc or your corporation but the business license is like four hundred dollars too or more so when you add the business license and your maintenance fee for your corporation or your llc you're up to like 800 900 even a thousand dollars so So don't be fooled because (laughs) because you see the maintenance fee is lower thinking that, oh, oh, I can register my business in in Nevada or I can register in Delaware. And that's where a lot of small businesses get caught, because you think that because you're registering in another state, you don't have to pay taxes here in your state. (laughs) Uh -uh. Uh -uh. You got to pay. You got to pay also. And and just so you know, if you're gonna certify your business, if you're gonna certify as a minority business, a small business, disadvantaged business, they wanna see that your company is either headquartered in that state that you're trying to certify in or it's domiciled there. You see what I'm saying? So so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. If 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 you're if you're not operating in a state in which you're trying to certify, then you have to file what they call a, a domestic corporation or a foreign, I mean, a foreign corporation. You got to file a foreign corporation registration that costs a fee. I think it's about a hundred dollars in the state of California,
1: 70 to a hundred dollars. So, and, and, and that is something that you hear a lot of uh, individuals that uh, yeah. have heard this all along. All their lives, I, you know, people incorporate in Las Vegas and in Wisconsin and, and, uh, and, 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 Delaware. and Delaware to yeah. avoid paying taxes here in the state of California. No, guys, if you're doing business and you are selling and receiving money from those individuals that live in the state of California, you're going to pay taxes on the state where you're generating the revenue. (laughs) So just... Yeah. know that you do not avoid that so um understand why you're doing that now if you are going to be doing business in multiple states in las vegas or nevada happens to be one of those states and um then and you have an office there and you're gonna be doing business so you're gonna be paying taxes in both states exactly so, because different taxes it may not yeah. be you know but nevada doesn't have a state tax but they do have city taxes right Right. (laughs) and you as gilbert just said you have to license your business if you're actually doing business in that city uh then you still have to pay so there is no way of getting around that and and on top of that these are deductions so Mm -hmm. i you know business owners that are looking at cheating without paying When it comes down to it at the end of the year, you want to be able to write off deductions. Those are deductions. So don't look at them as penalties look at them as a deduction that will reduce your tax liability at the end of each year so that's just a little uh key factor there because i hear people say that all the time and uh we just want you to have the right information so that you're making the right decisions and as gilbert says you come to the place where you want to become a certified business owner and you want to do business with into different entities governmental entities they're going to ask you why are you why is your incorporation in Delaware? Are you doing business in what, what's right. happening here? <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> exactly. And the thing, the thing about it, guys, when you're trying to do contracts, right, when you're trying to do government contracts, there are some cities, county, or state that will not allow you to do business uh, in their state as as a prime contractor if you're not from that state. They may allow you to to do business as a subcontractor, but not as a prime. Because they want to make sure if they're hiring you to do the primary work on a contract, then you are local, you, you know, you're within the state. And if anything, they can reach out to you and you know, resolve an issue that come up with a project. But if you're from out of state, you can leave at any time. You can do whatever you want. So that's another reason why you know, having your, your, your legal structure registered in that state is so crucial.
1: Uh, Greg indicated that uh, athletes have to pay state taxes for every location that they play a game. That is true, that. Wow. that is
0: true, that is true. That is true. And even in business, <laughs> even in business, if you conduct business in different cities, you gotta pay, you gotta get a business license in those different cities. A lot of people don't know that and they, you know, they probably skirt over it and get away. Now, now remember this. If you're working on a project and the project is only for a week, three weeks, maybe you don't need to get a license. But if it's if it's going beyond 30 days or a year or beyond that, you have to get a license in that city. And that's why if you are if you have a business license in the city of Los Angeles, you got to pay the city business tax. You gotta pay it. You gotta pay it. There's no way around it. You know, because one of the things they're going to ask you, do you conduct business in the city? And if if you say, no, I don't conduct business in the city, I'm going to say, sorry, I can't give you a business license in this city. So keep that in mind, guys. These are little things, little nuggets you need to know as a business owner to make you more intelligent and and make you more competent as a business owner so you can stay above your competitors at all times
1: exactly and when an opportunity arises you want to be prepared not having to scramble to get prepared and exactly. yes you're absolutely right great he said the founder of the country left britain to reduce taxation and that didn't work out so well <laughs> <laughs> so they realized that they have to run the country on your taxes <laughs> that, that's true
0: that is true so,
1: so there you have it but to be knowledgeable and how to make the system work for you is, yeah. is, is is that's what you need so um and here's the other thing about the two um entities the s corp and the c corp if you are actually a professional uh like a real estate agent or a um a broker, really a broker and a, a doctor and uh, a, that has his own practice, a medical professional that has his own practice, uh, a law firm that has his own practice. Uh, then you uh, actually have to establish either. Um, I think it's a C-Corp, isn't it?
0: Yeah, C-Corp.
1: Yeah, they have to yeah. have a C-Corp.
0: Yeah, M- many really, if you're in real estate business, man, they won't let you do business unless you're a C-Corp. They're going, uh-uh. We don't want those little fly-by-night companies registering and try to do business with us. So yeah, keep that right. in mind.
1: Keep now, that the, in mind.
0: the next thing I want to touch on a little bit, guys, based on each one of these structures, are the types of documents that you need to have for each one of these structures. So we talked about the C-Corp, S-Corp, LLC. We, we talked about the, the sole prop. But you know we can run it back from, from current status to where we went where we started before so since we just did the s corp let's talk about the the types of documents you need to have in running an escort and this is why a lot of small businesses they get messed up because they're, they're, they're deciding on a structure. Oh, I want to run an S-Corp, but they don't know what documents they need to run that S-Corp. And that's why our platform, our digital platform that we have that's called Small Biz Pro is so helpful to you small businesses because what it does when you register in that platform, it tells you what documents you need to run that particular structure that you have. So here's an example of some of the documents you need for an S-Corporation. So after you register, you'll get your Articles of Incorporation. That's the first document you get when you register. Then the second document you need to have is your Statement of Information. Statement of Information. Now, of course, when you get your Statement of Information, from the point of registering with the IRS, as I'm sorry, from the point of registering your article of incorporation with the state, you have 90 days, 90, 90 days to register with the IRS as an S corp because when you're registering, you're registering as a C corp. When you initially register, you register as a C corp, but if you need S corporation status, you have to get permission from the IRS for that. So, you have to fill out a form called the 2553. It's the IRS form 2553, that's 2553. So you go to the IRS website, you fill out that form and you submit it to the IRS. Then the IRS will respond to you and give you permission. They'll say, yeah, you can be an S-corp or no, you can't be an S-corp. So when you fill out that form, it's going to ask you, why do you want to be an S-corp? You know, why do you think it's beneficial to you? You can say, hey, I'm a single owner. You know, uh, uh, and, you know, you may have other reasons why you want to be an S-corp. Then the IRS will grant you that. Now, remember this. If when you first register as a corporation, you never got permission from the IRS via the Form 2553, you cannot claim that you're an S-corp. That form, the approval from the IRS is what tells you you're an S-corp so if you never fill that out within the first 90 days you are a c-corp you <laughs> you're going to be handled as a c-corp by the IRS. so you guys need to know that so your articles your statement of information then a form 2553 right of course, you're gonna get your EIN number. You need to get that from the IRS again, irs.gov. That's where you get that. Then you want to make sure that you have your business license in the city in which you're operating or the city in which you're doing most of your business. Right? You want to get a Dunham Brad Street number, guys. Get a Dunham Brad Street number because when you go to open your bank account for that business, they're gonna ask you for your Dunham Brad Street number. So you wanna Make sure you get that. And you go to D, letter D, the letter N, the letter B as in Bob.com. And that's where you register for your Dunham & Bradstreet number. Now, another document you're going to need as an S corporation is the bylaws. You're going to need your bylaws for that. Now, some people, they go to LegalZoom or they go to Swift or they go to all these other little uh, companies online to help them to get the documents they need because they don't really know what documents they they need so these entities they're relying on these entities to tell them what documentation they should have but guess what guys some of these organizations they don't know what documents you need so when you register you may get your your articles of incorporation you may get your statement of information bam and that's it you don't get anything else so you're there operating thinking you're a full fledged uh, corporation and you're within compliance, but you're not <laughs> that when you find out the time you find out that you're not a full fledged corporation is when you go to get certified or to obtain government funding when they start asking you for these documents, like your bylaws oh, where, where are your bylaws or oh, what bylaws? I don't know what that is. So now you start finding out, okay, that document is missing then. You gotta have your first board of directors meeting minutes. So when you form the corporation, you gotta have a board of directors meeting minutes within the first um, 30 days of that, right? Then you gotta have your regular board of directors meeting minutes. And then you have an annual board of directors meeting minutes at the end of the year, every year. During the first meeting, you gotta have a board resolution. You gotta have your board resolution and that board resolution will make determination as to who's going to be the president, who's going to be the chairman, who's going to be the secretary, who's going to be the treasurer, those types of things. That's what happened in that meeting and it's recorded on the board resolution. So When you go to open a bank account, they ask you as a S-corp, they ask you for that board resolution. Now, where's your board resolution? Uh, Most small businesses say, huh? What's that? What's that document? I don't know what that means. And <laughs> they and they send you back. <laughs> they send you back. Go talk to your accountant about this, right? So you're talking to your accountant. You go, okay. Uh, they tell me I need some kind of resolution. I don't know what that means. You know, if the, if the if the if the accountant knows what he or she is talking about, she gets, oh yeah, I need your board resolution. Here you go, and they can put one together for you. And that document needs to be signed. Need to be signed by your officers, the board members in your company. Then you got to have your vo- voting agreements. You got to have stock certificates because if you if you have a corporation, you're going to be selling stocks, right? You're going to be issuing shares and stocks within your company, so you got to have certificates for that. So if if I Gilbert Buchanan is one of your officers or board members in the company, and I say, hey, I need a thousand shares. Now you can determine if you want to sell me shares at a dollar a share or two hundred dollars a share, whatever. But that's got to be established in that first meeting, all right? <coughs> Excuse me. And then, when I purchase those shares, then you give me the stock certificate to show that I purchased a thousand shares. Then, once I purchase those one thousand shares, then you're going to have to document that on a ledger. That's why they call it the stock ledger. So on that ledger, it's going to say Gilbert Buchanan purchased a 1,000 shares on this date, and he paid this amount for it. Then if you have shareholders, you got to have a shareholder a meeting, a shareholder's agreement to say, as shareholder, we agreed to do these things. We agreed to abide by these rules and all that type of thing. So those are the key documents, guys, that you need as an S-Corp to run your S-Corp efficiently. And many of you, and that's why our our digital platform is so critical for you because that digital platform breaks it down. It tells you, okay, you need this document. You need, this is the document you need. And as a matter of fact, when you register in that platform, it shows you the documents you need. Because a picture image of the documents you're going to need and says, You need this you need this upload this document upload that document it's over to you co-host
1: okay (laughs) so and and gilbert as you were talking about the stock um and for for one it you can actually sell stock from your company in order to raise money yeah most people don't realize that when you are a corporation and you need capital you actually can sell the stock of your give provide shares to an investor and then they can invest in your company so a lot of times we think we got to just go to a bank in order to acquire that um in order to find the capital we have, but sometimes we have capital right in our business. You of course have to have a value, a value for the business that has to be a valuation and it has to be definitely something that that is a value for an investor to want to invest in but some of you that are looking for that uh also um you know corporations and c corps and s corpses you know you do you are subjected to audits uh to make sure that you're doing business appropriately and legally and so when they are doing an audit your auditors are going to be asking in addition to your accounting uh a, a print out of your p and your balance sheets and all your financial reports they're going to also be asking you for those documents that uh gilbert actually uh, outlined there uh, monique says how to look up to see if you if an organization is an s corp or a c corp what do they good, go Gilbert? Good
0: question, Monique. Good question. So, if you're operating your corporation within the state of California, then you want to go to the Secretary of State's website. And if you don't know what that that URL is, just go to Google and type Secretary of State California Secretary of State. And then bam, it will show you the link, right? Or you can go to www.sos.sos means Secretary of State, sos.gov no i'm sorry sos.ca.gov so that's how you get to that website now once you get to that website then you're going to go to search business entity you're going to click that that button that's on the side the left hand side that says search business entity you click on that and then you type the name of the business that you're searching to see if it's a corporation now if that shows up, when you when you go to corporate, when you type the name of the business, it will show up, whether it's a, an, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, or an LLC. It will show up that way. So that's how you know. So when I'm conducting business with a client and I want to find out about their corporation or their LLC, I just take their name and I put it in the Secretary of State site and I search. And when I search, thank you, Linda. Linda, Sam, just put up the link in the URL link in there www.sos.ca.gov. Right. So um, that's how I find out if a company is legitimately registered and if they're active or they've been suspended. You know, I, I go to the website, the California Secretary of State site, and I put the company's name in the search entity. And then if the name comes up, it will say whether the company is active, it's suspended, or it's debarred so so you need to know that now if you owe money if you owe your 800 dollars, (laughs) right the secretary of state they will they will suspend your entity they'll suspend it that means you're not authorized to conduct business in the state of california until you pay that outstanding money now some people ignore it and they still conduct business so when you're out there taking money from clients and you've been suspended the state could come in and they could find you they could shut you down they can find you they can even imprison you if they want <laughs> because you're taking money on false pretense so keep that in mind and and on on the website it will say f thank you linda linda say linda is my my amazing assistant i love her <laughs> love you linda <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you go to that site, you'll see F as in Frank, T as in Tom, B as in boy, FTB suspended. So that means your company has been suspended because you didn't, you didn't renew your, your maintenance fee. You didn't pay your $800. And usually the first year they don't suspend you. They let it accumulate to like three, four years. <laughs> you owe like three, $4,000 and then they jack you. So so keep that in mind guys we want you to be responsible businesses that comply at
1: least let me ask me how i know <laughs> <laughs> we
0: we know how you know linda you went to small miss pro didn't you <laughs> that's how you know right
1: <laughs> so- the next entity, I think we've cleared that up. So, and there's Small Biz Pro right there, guys. Um, You can always, Gilbert he'll give you a great little tip. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, and, on, and, uh, he and, can and, give you a discount if you sign up today, but it is a great tool in order yes. to maintain the, the status and to stay on top of the status of your business.
0: And you guys can register at Small biz Pro for free, and I'll put the link in, in, the, in the chat. So you can register for 10 days to try it out and see how it works, which you're going to love. And then, you know, if you want, after that, just let me know you were watching the show today the business on the Business Zone. And I'll give you guys a discount. You know, I'll, I'll give you guys 50%. I'll give you 50% off so you guys can check it out and see how beneficial it is to you. Okay,
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. So that next entity is nonprofits. Yes, <laughs> uh, so nonprofits mean different things to different people. I, I am always pretty, um, uh, uh, surprised when people feel that it's easier to run a nonprofit than it is to run a for profit. Uh, Trust me, that is nowhere near true. (laughs) Take my word for it. That is nowhere near true. And one of the reasons is, is because your nonprofit organization is set up to serve and to provide services for other entities. Nonprofit means that the business doesn't make, it is a business. Let me state that first and foremost. It is a business and it should be run like a business yeah however you don't own this business the state in which you organize the nonprofit in they're the owners of the business so that's you right do whatever <laughs> you want when you want because you're not the owner and <laughs> you as the executive director or uh ceo or the owner of the business um the the fiduciary responsibility lies with your board of directors, so it's very important to choose and select board of directors uh, that are going to be there to help you run your organization. Uh, I know in the beginning, you take everybody, the dog catcher down the street, (laughs) the aunt that's 95 years old, don't have a clue because you're (laughs) organizing your nonprofit. But when you actually are running that nonprofit and looking for funding to run that nonprofit, um to run that nonprofit your board of directors are there to help you so just be very very clear about that but you are not the owner and you literally can be ousted from your nonprofit if <laughs> you are not running it properly <laughs> <laughs> that
0: means they can kick you out guys they can even though you split your your life blood sweat and tears to form that nonprofit that board if they don't agree with the the direction in which you're going they can kick you out of that. And they can you, kick <laughs>
1: you out. They will and they will kick you out. So you want to make sure um <laughs> Uh, uh uh veronica said and Monica, is, monique is laughing uh, <laughs> Mo, uh monica uh, veronica said i like to have a person help me with my paperwork for small biz pro do you have an individual i can pay to do my paperwork for me on my behalf i don't like doing paperwork and do not mind paying someone to do it for me
0: you know or, um you know veronica since you are one of ours <laughs> you're one of our clients here's what i'll do make an appointment with me and I'll I'll go through it with you, and I'll help you. I'll help you. You don't have to worry about paying me on this. I'll help you because you're a long-time uh, client of ours. So, so so just uh, set up an appointment with me, and I'll, I'll hook you up with your paperwork. I'll make sure you're current and on top of your game.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> so so people see nonprofits and nonprofits and taxes or organizations as interchangeable but there are many there are different types of nonprofits that the Congress has created. Uh, some of them are the 501 C4. This is for social welfare welfare organizations, home ownership or associations, and volunteer fire companies. 501 mm-hmm. C5 is uh, which includes labor unions. Mm -hmm. 501c6 includes Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, 501cK are child care organizations. Each entity, uh, uh, there are certain conditions that must be met to be exempt from paying federal income taxes. The most common condition is not paying uh, taxes um not paying out profits so uh the other one is the 501c3 so this is the most common one these are public charities known as charitable organizations and uh private foundations and the tax code considers churches religious organizations uh which the irs defines which are uh, mosques synagogues anything that's a religious and then of course are those of us that have uh public charities um you can raise money uh it, it, each one of those entities have different restri- requirements and restrictions on how you acquire funds and support for your business whether through donations or contributions uh, generally if you are 501c3 uh you you're the person that's contributing to your organization or, don- or donors for your organization they get a t- tax write-off for that organization um you too have to have your compliance in order, you have to make sure you have your articles and your and and you've submitted uh, all the documents, <laughs> the state <laughs> documents that you're uh, or organize your um your nonprofit in, which is your articles and bylaws, as well as the federal document which makes you a five uh, literal federally uh, uh, uh organization. Uh, that is eligible to uh, receive donor uh, uh, donations for your organization. So you want to make sure you're in compliance in the state of California. You do have to file your taxes in May, and those are your 990s, as well as your 199 in the state of California. And uh, depending on how much your... your your um, uh revenues are uh it determines on which one you need you will be filing so you will have to file both of them but in the state of california you can do the 199 in and it's a short form and there's also a short 990 easy if you're under uh i think it's a hundred thousand dollars but once you get over above that then i think uh, i think
0: it's Fifty thousand.
1: 50, okay fifty thousand yeah. so then you have to um and then at that point, uh, you have to have a nine ninety, and your taxes are due in in May. Uh, so um, and 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 that keeps you in good standing. And every two years, you have to uh, file your statement of in uh, information. Very very important. Uh, they will uh, uh, also suspend your company <laughs> if you yeah. haven't haven't done that, which yeah. is outlining who is running the company, who is running the nonprofit, who your board members are, and uh, your, who your officers are. Um, yes. So those are the entities, uh, nonprofits, uh, because I deal with a lot of nonprofits, you most of them are not run properly. Um, uh, and, they, and you really quite don't understand what, they're, what why you have them. But I will tell you, and as I said at the beginning of this, nonprofits are not an easy way to run a business. Just right. because you, you think that's the easiest way that you can get money, trust me, going mm-hmm. out looking for, found, for support and, um, for your business is not easy. Now, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> and and the one thing I want to add to that co-host about th- this nonprofit. There are a lot of folks who form nonprofits because they felt like, you know, that's the way to go and that's an an easy way to obtain funds. Now, I want to step back a little bit. Now, my co-host listed you a list of different structures, right? In the nonprofit sphere it's talk about 501c3, to talk about 501c4, c6, and all those different structures. Each one represent a different type of entity. If you're a chamber, if you're if you're um, you're fundraising, you're a politician. they different structure. Now, a lot of people when they talk about nonprofit, they say, "Oh yeah, I want to form a 501c3," but they don't really. They're not really sure. What they're going to be doing, you need to know what you're going to be doing first before you figure out which one of those structures apply to you. Is a five hundred one c three is not all for all nonprofit. You know, it serves a certain purpose. If you're doing fundraising and, and certain things, you want to know exactly. So when when Crystal mentioned those structures, guys, you need to listen. And this video that's playing, it's on YouTube. And it's going to be there for a while. Just go back to this video, replay the video, and listen to what she says about those different structures and see if it applies to your type of nonprofit. The next thing is many nonprofits do not have their paperwork in order, they do not have the proper structure set up. And as a result, they're not in compliance. So I just put a link in the chat for you guys, right? It says, Take a nonprofit assessment at this number at this. I mean at this link, this URL. You click that link and you go to our URL at SmallBizPro, and you answer the questions there, and it will tell you whether or not your nonprofit is ready or not. If you, if you, when you take the assessment, it's going to give you a score, and if your score is less than hundred percent, then you're not ready. So then it's it's incumbent upon you to either meet with coach crystal or myself or you can meet with a specialist who understand nonprofits to let you know what you need to do to get those documentation and paperwork in order because many of you when you apply for your nonprofit waiver you apply to the federal government to the IRS but you forget about the state you forget that you need to apply to the state all right so you get a waiver from the irs you get a waiver from the state and you take that waiver to the city in which you operate instead of getting a business license you take it to the city and said i'm a nonprofit, I i and i don't need to have a business license that waiver the city will give you a waiver that means you don't have to have a business license many of you guys don't know that and you're operating Not knowing that you don't, you don't, you you should have a waiver not to have a business license. And if you don't have the waiver, then you gotta pay for that business license. So keep that in mind, guys. These are critical things we're sharing with you. Those are
1: very critical things. And there is a new animal on the uh on on the in the same platform and it's uh like so it's called a hybrid or a social enterprise where an organization has the opportunity uh to uh create they have a for-profit arm to their business and they have a non-profit the nonprofit arm is providing social service social uh has a social mission attached to it some of the familiar ones to you may uh to some of you may be homeboys bakery which actually is a, a nonprofit organization that uh uh ch- provides training and uh for uh those individuals those troubled youth but at the same time they have a for-profit which is a bakery and they actually is an apprentice program they teach them how to become bakers and they teach them how um and they actually work for the entity and they the entity is making a re- uh, uh, profit in order to fund its own non-profit <laughs> basically not exactly. looking for outside support is is actually uh contained within the other one is um another one is uh out of uh out of the closet oh i've heard of
0: that one yeah, yeah so
1: out of the closet is a uh kind of like a goodwill in the sense you bring and donate uh uh, uh, clothes and and furniture it's uh right it's it it was actually constructed during um when we had the epidemic of aids and they didn't necessarily want to be a nonprofit because they didn't want anyone to govern how and do and say what they what they needed to do so they actually created a entity that raises money um at, uh on its own and then it supports the population is social mission which is oh that system. that was the
0: reason they formed it i didn't know mm-hmm. that yeah, i did not because you know
1: at the time you know there was a lot of stigma that went along yeah. with it so uh they you know they not want to limit their uh opportunities so that's why they did that so that those are some of the entities so in today's world when a lot of us are socially social minded but yeah. at the same time, you know, it's very difficult to find sponsorship for your organizations. A lot of the corporations are, are not all that warm and fuzzy as they yeah. used to be, right? All and right, so right. They, they've limited, their foundations have limited the amount of money that they're providing to the nonprofits. And the nonprofits can't operate without funding. Yeah. Um, so this sometimes this is a better entity uh, for you so that you can have... Uh, and a retail entity that is ra- that it get, can earn profits that you then can support your own program and and most nonprofits um and your sponsors or donors want you to raise money from out, uh, from other sources besides just themselves they don't right. want to be the one that that is providing they really truly don't want to provide more than 25% to your operating budget and yeah. so that, and most nonprofits, if you have a big mission and you're really trying to serve and it service people like homelessness or you know whatever, it, it takes a lot of money to do that. So that's yeah. a that's an I, that's a thought process for those of you instead of just going into a nonprofit. Look at maybe the opportunity of having a hybrid uh, type of uh, entity. Uh, a social enterprise entity uh that will help that can uh benefit the the cause uh that you're working on whatever your organization is
0: and when you when you have that hybrid entity which is a social enterprise you also receive tax credit for that too now some of you might be wondering hmm, how do i form one of these types of social enterprises and and and, and corporate entity well, the, the county of Los Angeles, they, they have a, a department there that allows a certification for one of those for, for a corporate um, enterprise, a social enterprise. So you may want to look into that uh, with the county. Uh, also, with the state, you can check with the state to see how. I, uh, they have this new uh, structure called a B, enterprise, a B Corporation or a B Enterprise. That's a a hybrid. That's a corporate entity where one side is for profit. The other side is nonprofit. So they come together. So let's say, for example, let's say, for example, I'm selling socks. So I'm manufacturing and selling socks. That's a for profit entity. But if I'm donating some of the socks to homeless people and other folks who are less fortunate, then that's the social enterprise side of it. So you see how your business works right there, where you, you have mm-hmm. a for-profit and a non-profit? That's what we're talking about there. So you can get that registered and certified with the County of Los Angeles. As a matter of fact, the entity that certifies your, your, your social enterprise uh, as a B Corporation, it's called B Corporation, uh, I think it's called laboratories, B Corporation Laboratories. So they can certify that for you. But check with the County of Los Angeles, go to their website and type B Corporation and you will see. So that's a good way to do it.
1: Awesome. And Veronica has a question. Where does MLMs, multi-level marketing uh, platforms fit in with business licensing LLCs like uh, Homeboy? Can uh, MLM work like that?
0: now i love to check into that for you veronica because MLL, mlm which is multi-level marketing uh a lot of folks tend to not treat it with respect not treat it the way it ought to be treated so let me check and see how that works in terms of an llc structure or i think if you're selling a product then you can use that under the, the the MLL, MLM structure, but let me check and see for you. I'll do some homework. I'll do some yeah, homework. Because on that.
1: Technically, you're selling a product or a service, yeah. which then would be a taxable for profit. Yeah. But yeah. if there is a arm, a social mission arm to it, yeah, uh, you could uh, a, a defined social arm. Yeah. Than it possibly, but again, usually MLMs, you're working for a and there's a there's a higher right. level, right? So right. there's a higher level. So if that's not their mission, right. then that may be a challenge, even though you may be using it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the organization of the MLM, the the the, the parent company, yeah, uh, would we dictate really? what the the how the business was set up and whether right. it was set up as a for-profit versus a non-profit so that would be something you would have to look into um mm. as how you could how that could be a, uh uh like you said you have to do we, have to, we would have to do some research on that veronica because technically you don't own the mlm you have your comp your your franchise piece of the ML- mlm just for a word to use, the, and that's just the word I'm using. There's a, you have the piece that you bought into the franchise of a parent company. So um, I'm not sure how that works. Mm-hmm. So uh, Gilbert will check into that and, um, and, and let you know, but uh, yeah. cause that's a different kind of animal. You didn't, if you're not the founder uh of that organization then you didn't set the purpose and the business model for that business you they actually you actually were brought in uh to a tier of that uh of that organization right yeah so um but there's not to say that you couldn't i know you're thinking of how you do that with your travel business um with the travel which is under the mlm mlm but then i know you do a, a a mission side of it you have a benefit side that you're supporting a girl so um yeah, you know, something to be something to do some research on all righty guys so we talked about corporate entity i want you guys to uh, this show is um will be is hosted at the business zone with crystal and gilbert and please guys go over there and 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 hit the subscribe button we have a goal to get to a a thousand subscribers um by may so we would love for you to help us do that um but you hit the subscribe button and and whenever the when soon as we have a a a show a podcast that is um uh, loaded um and goes live and and then archived in youtube it is there for you for the in perpetuity actually
0: (laughs) (laughs) in perpetuity perpetuity, wonderful (laughs) right in
1: perpetuity (laughs) and you also can go find us if you're one of those that love audio Uh, podcast. We are also on all of the uh, podcast channel. This one will be uploaded this evening. So you can find us over there. Um, uh, You can find us over there.
0: Um, uh, uh, Oh, uh, Veronica says she can help us with her at that 1000 subscribers. You can really help us
1: with that, Veronica.
0: All that right, is great. If you well, can, can definitely do, do some
1: coaching with you, girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we will do an exchange. I'll do your back office and you help us with the, the subscribers, okay?
1: <laughs> I'll
0: help you do your paperwork and all of that. How about that?
1: okay that sounds like a <laughs> a a amenable deal to me <laughs> thank you happy birthday veronica but yeah uh-huh. so we just want to make sure you guys are ready so we're yeah. this is a new year and with this new year we're going to be operating differently uh, than we have been operating in the past we just want to make sure that everyone is whenever an opportunity arises we want you to be able to take advantage of that opportunity and the only way we can do that is making sure that we are running our businesses the way which we, sh- we should be running our business so.
0: so so veronica i see you're getting a request in the chat here monique would like to get your number as well so she can reach out to you about helping her with her numbers as well so do you want to put your number in the chat veronica so monique can have it and anyone else who can utilize your service to get
1: their numbers their
0: subscription numbers up
1: and then and i know she has uh a program with her travel so you know there's some synergy there for for everyone so oh for
0: sure for sure yeah
1: so this year we have a new plan that we're going to execute and we want to make sure you guys are by next year whatever your goals are for how much revenue you want to earn or you want to, uh, uh, earn this year that you reach those goals. But we also want you to be doing business at the highest level. And, um, the, the, and the only way to really Mm -hmm. do that is to make sure that you have a solid structure that you have, what you have when you need it, when an opportunity arises you are ready for that opportunity and not having to get ready so yes monique let's go <laughs> we're gonna be financially free in 2023 that's I like right it. <laughs> that's right
0: and, and just to recap guys we went over the biz- different business entities we went over the, the advantages and disadvantages so you guys can can check it out also after the show you guys can go to youtube the video will be there and you can just copy the link and, and store that and you can use that link whenever to go back and re- review some of the, the points that we made, like, like co-host Crystal talked about nonprofits and some of the, 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 the features and benefits and requirements of that. And I talked about uh, a variety of different things, the S-Corp, C-Corp and the documents that you need to run that. So all of those things we talk about. I also put a link in the chat how you can go to Small Biz Pro and register for free for 10 days just to test drive it, see if it's something can help you. In that platform, once you register and you follow the, the steps, then you can find a lot of contracts in Small Biz Pro. You can also find a lot of grants in there. So there are grants and there are contracts in there, guys, to help you grow your business in 2023. So you want to take me up on this. If you have a nonprofit and you're not quite sure if your nonprofit is in compliance, you take the link that I just gave you right there. You want to go to that Small Biz Pro uh, assessment link that I put in the chat and you, you put it in your browser a questionnaire will come up, you take the questionnaire, answer the questions, and it will tell you, it will ask you if you have certain documents, if you don't have it, and then based on you having those documents, you will know if you're in compliance or not. Now in Small Biz Pro, if you register as a nonprofit, there are documents, there are um, tiles in there that can walk you through the process. When it comes to fundraising, when it comes to your bylaws your policy a non-profit business plan a no- non-profit strategic plan all of those things are in small biz pro guys so it will help you to run a much better nonprofit. so uh uh Karimu, uh clifford thank you so much for reaching out to us and participating in our program today uh you said he he said he just finished uh, uh good business 101. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he felt like he just finished good business 101. And we wanted to do good business. <laughs> so we're, we're 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 appreciative and humble uh to provide you with this information. We, G- Gilbert and I those for those of you who know us we have been very consistent in our messaging uh to US small businesses. Our mission and purpose for being in the businesses that we're in, is to make sure you are operating at the highest level as a business owner. And um, and we want you to be successful. We want you to be financially free, uh, but we want you also to run uh, 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 businesses that are above the radar and that businesses that are business ready. And bank loan ready and contract ready because there's so many opportunities out there for you. Uh, we just have to know and understand. So we take the time. I mean, we are very patient, and but sometimes we we have to exhibit a little tough love yeah. because we have to help you stay accountable. That's, that's what right. we, that's what we're here for. So thank you for joining us. Please go tell all your friends. Uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, this yeah. year Gilbert and I are celebrating, uh, the Business Zone is celebrating seven years on Seven end. years, so seven years wanna, guys. We wanna really push up our numbers um, and we wanna monetize the channel uh, We and so we can continue to do this and you can benefit from it. And there's some other great things that we're coming, we're, ideas we're gonna come up with for this year. But again, our goal is to make sure you guys are the best business owners that you can be. So, so here,
0: here's, here's what we can do for you guys. Since you're you're listening, some of you found this channel by accident. If you can bring five entrepreneurs or five small business to this site and have them subscribe to our site, we will give each, each one of you, not the five, but you, because you're bringing them, we'll give you one hour of free coaching and consulting for your business okay so you bring five of your friends who are entrepreneurs and you have them subscribe because they're going to be getting valuable information every week they come here today we did class in session and you know every now and again we'll do class in session if we don't have a guest that comes in to tell you guys about you know other things that can help your business we'll have class in session and that class in session alone just remember what we're teaching here On this program is at the master's level if you guys went to pepperdine university or usc or ucla that's what you'll be doing on a master's level this is the type of things we do here whether we're doing leadership we're doing uh management behavior we're doing personality profile whether we're doing certification accounting bookkeeping or we're doing the corporate structure or any of those things, you're getting it at a leadership management level. So it's an MBA level you guys are getting here. All right, guys? So, I mean,
1: to bring five people is nothing, man, to get this kind of information. Right, exactly, and between the two of us, we have close to sixty years of of knowledge. But we've yeah. been in business for over thirty years, and uh, so we're we're providing you with that knowledge to help you run a better business. So, oh, just yeah. um, you know, again, like I said, this is this is our mission. This is what we look to do and and this is how we do business so we're gonna sign off because we've been now on for almost two hours just about two hours so we want to thank (laughs) you guys for joining us and we want you to come back next week um next week will still be another class in session and that class will be on networking and building relationships uh that will help you grow your business i'm a big component of that and then in the month of february we're gonna do black history month and we're gonna have guests and if anybody wants to be a guest let us know just reach out to us um you can go to our our youtube channel and and just put a message in or linkedin um however you want to reach us facebook we are we will respond to each one of those and then in month of march we're going to have women business owners with those will be guests and then um and then in April we'll have other businesses. So that's gonna be at least for the next four months. And in there, there may be a class in session. I probably will do a class on session on, on tax uh, due dates. Yeah, there you <laughs> go.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, and those of you who wanna do business in a foreign country, you know, this is a nice platform for you because we have affiliates and we have uh, clients in different countries like South Africa, you know, we've got Canada and we, we, we even have folks in venezuela tune into us so just Actually, so you guys know
1: uh i found the other day gilbert that we have people that are in the netherlands watching us really now yeah, I, looked at our, <laughs> I looked at our uh our uh, uh, analytics on Facebook oh wow and we wow. have uh, in uh, uh, definitely in africa but in the netherlands as well and brazil and argentina a number of places so um See?
0: So, if you guys wanna do business cross continental, guys, this is a good way to do it. And we have connections in these areas that, you know, they love us. They've been on our show as guests, they talked about their program and and ours and how we can work with them. So, just remember, guys. We no longer wanna do business within borders. We wanna do it outside of the borders. We don't just wanna do business in the US. We wanna do business in international countries because they are embracing what we have here. So
1: you wanna grow your
0: business, man? You wanna become millionaires in no time? That's a, yeah. that, That's the way to yeah, go. Yeah, it
1: has to be outside of the borders. Yes. All righty, so Gilbert, we're gonna sign off. We're gonna wish you guys a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we're going to um, uh, wish Miss Veronica a happy birthday. In happy birthday,
0: Veronica,
1: enjoy your birthday, my dear. You deserve it, and uh, with that, we are it- going to sign off you are tuned into the business zone with gilbert crystal and gilbert we are here every friday afternoon at three o'clock providing you with amazing information that can help you uh, and information and tools and motivation to help you grow your business so check us out come back next come back next week and bring a friend
0: Bring, bring five friends five <laughs> five of them <laughs> but better
1: yet take those five friends over to our youtube channel and subscribe so that's right that, gilbert we are out we
0: are out as a small biz grower i we roll using procurement program and control as a small biz grower i we grow using procurement program and control i'm a miss man yes i'm alone